Hey, 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 welcome to Find Your Way with Q-Chan, where education and psychology meet. Tune in every week for the latest insights and discussions on how we can unlock our full potential and enjoy from our mistakes. So get ready to challenge your thinking, learn from experts in the field, and grow together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with Q-Chan. And as I always say, you can definitely call me Mr. Q as well. So how are you doing today? I hope that you're feeling happy, excited, and calm and relaxed. But if you're not and you're feeling a little bit sad or frustrated, I think this might be the podcast for you. So today uh, is a very interesting topic is the role of emotions. What do emotions play when it comes down to motivation? Easily put, easily put. When you're excited and you're happy, you're definitely going to be way more motivated to do something. But if you're feeling sad or tired or just lack the energy, you as you might as well not be motivated and you're not going to do anything. What is going to happen? You'll be a couch potato. So uh, I want to share something. So I came up with a story on how to explain the role of emotions when it comes down to motivation. And I want to read it to you. And let me let me see. I, I This is something that I want to try and also tell my students. So let me know if it's easy to understand or not. So basically, the story is understanding the connection, the connection between emotions and motivation and how it can help individuals better understand their own emotions and motivations. So they you can think about strategies that are going to work for you or even how to Google the correct questions so you can be, you know, move away from that not unmotivated feeling and move towards, hey, even though I don't have the energy or the mental capacity right now, I'm going to try and do at least five minutes. Okay, so here goes the story. Let me know what you think. Once upon a time, there was a group of scientists who were very, very curious about why people do things. They wanted to understand what makes people want to work hard, play with friends, or even, hey, learn new things. So they started studying something called motivation. At first, they thought that motivation was all about setting goals and working towards them. They thought that if you wanted to do something, you just had to set a goal and work hard to achieve it. They didn't think that emotions had anything to do with motivation. But then something interesting happened. They started to notice that people's emotions seemed to be affecting how motivated they were to do things. They found that when people were happy and excited, they were more likely to do things. But when they were sad or tired, they were less likely to want to do something. So the scientists started to realize that emotions played a crucial role in motivation. They started to understand that our feelings and emotions can make us want to do more or less and that they can also affect how well we do things. 
They also found that understanding the connection between emotions and motivation could help people understand why they feel more motivated to do things at some times and less motivated at other times. And that's how the relationship between emotions and motivations changed over time. Scientists realized that emotions are not just something that happened to us, but they also play a big role in our motivation in how much we want to do things. The end. So what do you think about that story? Do you think that a 10-year-old would understand this story that I just made about the connection between emotions and motivation? Did you understand the connection between emotions and motivation? At least this story. So one big question that I want to ask you or I want you to ask yourself is when you're doing something. Okay, before that, I have met a lot of people in my life that when I ask a simple question as, what are your hobbies? People say, uh, I don't have any. I'm like, what? There's nothing that you like in this beautiful and huge wor uh, wide world. It is mind boggling to me that I can, I cannot believe that there are people that can actually say, I don't have hobbies. Hey, come on. There's a lot of things out there that you can try. Like, then that just makes me believe that you're just scared of trying. And basically, fear is winning over the only chance you get to live this beautiful life. Okay? So, I'm just interested in knowing how can actually somebody say, I don't have any hobbies. I have a bunch. I'm interested in just like almost everything in the world. Okay. So going back to this question, I want you to ask yourself when you're doing something, say, say that you're in a university student right now, or maybe a master's or PhD, you have deadlines, you have deadlines that you have to cover. And we talked about on our previous episode, we talked about how motivation works in two new different ways, the integrative and the instrumental. So for PhD students or masters or whomever is at school, most likely you are in the instrumental motivation because you just want that paper. Let's be honest, you want that final paper. The certificate that says you are a master or you are a doctor or whatever. So let's talk about something that you actually enjoy say, reading a book. Let's not say watching Netflix, okay? Let's not use that because Netflix is just basically streaming and just going through options and different, so many different options, okay? Let's not use either, if you're, if you're a video game player, let's not use Xbox Pass. That is basically a Netflix for video games or the PlayStation one that I don't know, I don't remember the name, just use too many different names. Let's not talk about those. Let's talk about something that is, it's, it involves a single thing to do it. Say dancing, volleyball, running, karate, taekwondo, reading a book, cooking, baking, and so forth. 
ask yourself, when you're doing that activity that you enjoy, how do you feel? Are you happy? Are you dancing? For example, my dad, when he's cooking and he's like cutting tomato in, in, in avocado, he's like, dun, 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 dun. he's like actually dancing when he's cooking, which is pretty cute. Uh, I have That happens to me sometimes. And some other times I really don't want to cook, but I still do it. And when I'm eating, I'm like, hey, I was able to do it by myself. So I'm happy about that. So I wanted to ask you that question yourself. When you are doing something, con try and connect it to an emotion and try and connect it to motivation. Are you motivated to do it? Or you're just like, hey, I have like an extra hour to kill. So, hey, I might as well do this. Okay. So. Second story that I want to share about motivation, and this is a, a, a story that I also, I also made for my students, but hey, I think it would be nice to share this story with you guys, okay? Another, uh, it's kind of like a little bit of an argu uh, argument with the ones that I made, the connection between emotions and motivation, but it is, is, it is a story about a, a little boy. Okay, so once upon a time, there was a little boy named Max. Yes, I don't know why I named the boy Max, but that's the way that I named the boy. So Max loved to play games, but sometimes he had trouble getting motivated to play. Hey, a lot of us are there. Like, actually, I'm currently like that. Like, I have basically everything, an Xbox, a PlayStation, the Switch, but I don't play games. The only game that I play is Pokemon Go, and it's basically because I can combine both, catching Pokemon and running outside, which is great. Anyway, going back to Max, uh, he was getting trouble getting motivated to play. So he would sit there looking at the game, just looking at it, observing the game. But he just didn't feel like playing it. One day, Max went to see a brain scientist. Yes. Or maybe mommy took him or daddy took him. The brain scientist asked Max, about his feelings and emotions. And Max told the scientist that sometimes he just didn't feel like playing, even though he really wanted to. Second question that I want you to ask yourself, how many times have you had that feeling that you want to do something, but you just cannot push yourself to do it, but there's the feeling of wanting to do it. Gosh, being a human is so hard, right? So the brain scientist smiled huh, and told Max that his brain was the reason why he was feeling that way. The scientist explained to Max that inside his brain, there is something called the motivation center. This is where all the signals from his emotions and feelings come together. When Max is feeling happy, and excited, the motivation center sends signals to the rest of his brain to make him feel like playing games. But when Max is feeling sad or tired, the motivation center doesn't send those signals. The brain scientist also told Max that the motivation center doesn't work by itself. It works with other parts of the brain, like the emotion center and the thinking center. The emotion center is where all the signals from his emotions and feelings are processed. And the thinking center is where Max's thoughts and decisions are made. Hmm. It's two. Very good. 
So the brain scientist explained to Max that when he's feeling happy and excited, the emotion center sends signals to the motivation center that makes him feel like playing games. Then the motivation center sends signals to the thinking center, which makes Max wants to play. But when Max is feeling sad or tired, the signals from the emotion center don't reach the motivation center. So he doesn't feel like playing. Do you understand this triangle between emotions, feelings, and thinking? And that's how the brain connects emotions and motivation. The motivation center, the emotion center, and the thinking center all work together to help Max why he feels more motivated to play games at some times and less motivated at other times. So it is interesting when we talk about motivation and we think about thinking and we think about feelings. But to be honest, it all comes down to that personal story. Number, I don't know. <laughs> As you'll all know already because I say it over and over again, I enjoy running uh, a lot. But more often than not, I don't want to do it. And I battle with my mind throughout the entire day. I wake up. Usually what I do is I wake up really early in the morning. I go out for a walk, go to work quite early as well, get my things ready. And then the entire day, my feelings are just up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. An entire day, I'm thinking, am I going to go out for that run or not? Am I going to feel good for that run or not? I'm gonna. Am I going to do it? Then I'm. it's over. It's time to change my clothes. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to do it. So what do I do? Put on those clothes. Put on those running shoes. And just get out. Get out. Because otherwise, I'm going to lose. I am going to lose to my mind. And I don't want to. Right? So same as this Max story. You know, he's feeling it but doesn't go to the motivation center. So the motivation center sends signals to the thinking centers. Just all this triangle not working for me. Okay. So this one is going to be a short one because I want it to, for you to think about how you feel. Have you ever asked yourself that? When somebody, they say there's like a bunch of studies over there that we lie a lot and we even lie really early in the morning when somebody or a coworker says, Hey Hector, how are you today? And you're actually not feeling good, but you don't want to go through the hassle of going why you're not feeling good. So you say, Hey, I'm good. How about you? And the colleague says, I'm fine as well. So you're both lying or maybe you're not lying. You're actually feeling just fine. But the thing is, how often do you ask yourself, are you feeling good? Am I feeling good? Am I feeling okay? What is okay? So a lot of people say, keep a journal, keep a vlog of your feelings. So do what works best for you. But I do want you to ask yourself those questions. Are you nice to yourself? If you're not, then why are you not being nice to yourself? What do I mean by being nice to yourself? Are you eating the right foods? I've been through many changes in my diet and because I run a lot, you don't see that I get any fatter. I don't, I don't, my weight goes in, it jiggles between 63 to 65 kilos. Whereas two years ago where I didn't eat as many carbs as I do now, 
I was in 5961. So there's like a two, two, three K up, but it's just staying over there for the last year and a half. So I really don't worry about it. I do need to change my diet. Diet has a huge, huge, huge influence in how we feel. So just think about it. How much sugar are you consuming? Is it a lot? Is it a little bit? Think about that. And also, when are you going to eat these comfort foods? How are you feeling when that is happening? Okay, so thank you so much again for listening to Q-chan, or as I always say, you can definitely call me Mr. Q as well. So this was Find Your Way with Q-chan, and we talked about the connection between emotions when it comes down to motivation. And I did it in a way that... In stories. So uh, let's say, please let me know if you like this. Uh, I kind of want to do it more as a story mode. Maybe if you're driving your car, it'll be easier if I make voices or actually talk like this. And I go, once upon a time, there was a little boy called Max. <laughs> I don't know. But you can definitely let me know which one you prefer the most. Or I can definitely make a series as well. I'm just really enjoying doing this i hope you're enjoying it as well so thank you so much stay tuned and this was q chan with find your way goodbye <laughs>